little monkey doesn't jump on the keyboard. But um, let's fingers crossed I can I can deter her away. So <laughs> yeah, you've you've heard a bit about me and my crazy cat stories. So uh, let's hear about you, boss. Oh, where do we start aside from being a cat person, just as you are? I love that we connected right off the bat with that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I would say like a super multi-passionate entrepreneur is like part of like a big part of my identity, but like, I always like struggled as an entrepreneur, just like struggling, like always having to need the one thing. Like you always have to focus on finding the one thing that you want to do, but like being so multi-passionate, I was like, but I want to do like so many different things. So like now I'm just fully embracing it and uh, really where my journey started. Like I, I've written a book, I've done speaking. Um, I help people now self-publish their own books. Like that's part of my one business that I have. Um, I have partnership with uh, my business partner and we do a bunch of coaching stuff on the side with business and mindset and all that fun stuff and just so many incredible things that are going on and like one of the things that I love is that I've created this life especially around business and being an entrepreneur and I'm also still working full time like obviously that's not the plan forever but I've been able to do so much at such a young age while I work full time and so I think the reason that I always talk like share that is the fact that we really we can do anything. Like we, we have no excuses. Like time is not an excuse, uh, for me. So that's, that's just me in a nutshell. Wow. Spinning so many plates. I love it. Like I can, I can relate to that so hard. It's like, I, you know, you get bored doing one thing, right. Um, and you have to be yeah. able to do everything. Yeah. And, and I think like, it's kind of like, why deny yourself of all the things that you really, that excites you and that mm. you really love to do? Like why deny different parts of yourself? And the other thing is exactly what you said about life, not being bored, like not being boring. And it's just always exciting. And that's how I feel about life on a regular. And I actually think it's impacted me and having a job. And the, the way that I look at my job is like, of course, it's great to have that like security when, when you do have a job and you're still building out your business. Um, but I think even too, it's just allowed me to be even better in that front as well, because it's just like, I'm not, I just like, things don't make, things aren't a big deal. Like, you know how people can be working a job and they hate it. And it just like really is so stressful and they feel like they hate their life. And it's like me, I'm the total opposite. It's just like, yeah, you're going to have these moments that suck, but for the most part, like life is good. Mm. And it's because I have all of these things that I'm doing, that I'm fulfilling. And part of that is, is why I just, I literally can say, I love my life. And not a lot of people can say that at like 28 years old, people are still trying to figure it out. That's, that's massive though. You know, enjoying your time here on earth is like, is, is number one, right? That's Isn't that the one. key? Yeah. Isn't that what we're happy. all trying to figure out is how do I live a, a happy life? And for me, it was like, that's like, it feels like that's what I like came into this lifetime to figure out was like, okay, how am I going to live it to the fullest? And I think part of, for me too, is like that I know the opposite. Like I've at such a young age, I've lost so many people. Like I'm only 28 and I can't even count on two hands. I need more than two hands. The amount of people that I've lost, just like different tragedies and things like that. And it's like, yes, it's terrible to mm -hmm. lose people, especially those that you love the gift in it is you appreciating life in a completely different way. You just have a completely different outlook. Like you really don't sweat the small stuff. And you also realize that 
this, this life is a gift and time is just not guaranteed. So it's like, why am I going to wait and talk about something that I want to do in five years when I figure out how can I do that? Like next year, you know what I mean? Like you just start to look at life so differently. Yeah, I think you do. You know, when you, when you either lose people or hit rock bottom or they usually go hand in hand, right. You usually look through the, the, the lenses in a different way, or you, you, you kind of put on a different set of glasses and you'll be able to see the world in a different light. And you're just like, Oh, wow. These things I was like kind of stressing over really don't mean anything right now. So I'm like, mm-hmm. cool, I'm going to discard that. And it's like, what, what really means to me in this world? I want my happiness. Cool. How do, how do I do that? Oh, I'm going to focus on these things rather than, you know, stressing about the little things. What's the point? And that it's all perspective, right? Perspective. Like literally life is all perspective in every single moment. You can choose to focus on the shit going on a thousand percent. I could give you a list. Like, you know what I mean? I could focus on all of that, but like yeah. focusing on all of that, does it feel good? No. So like, why do we choose to focus on that? I'm going to, yeah. you know, switch my focus and focus on all the other things that I can focus on. And oftentimes that actually feels a lot better. So mm. even just like the micro shift of like putting your blinders on the negative side of it and kind of like the victim, right? Like, I feel like when we focus on all the negative going on, we kind of like just come like complacent and kind of like run into that whole victim mindset. And it's like, that is not the place that I want to be. It sucks being there. So I'm going to shift. I'm going to like turn my back on the negative shit and focus on everything that is bringing me so much joy and happiness. And that includes people, experiences, like all of that. Like we always have that choice every single day. Yeah. Yeah. That's a daily task though, right? Like you have to actively... You know, I was speaking to someone um, yesterday and she was like, I have to choose joy every day. And I was like, oh, wow, like that's a, that's a really good way of putting it. Like you have to choose to be happy. You have to choose to like wake up on the right side of the bed rather than the wrong side of the bed. Right. How how yeah. do you do that personally as, a, as an individual? Mm. I have to say, like thinking about that and hearing you talk about that, I almost feel like I I know what it's like to be so unhappy and choosing every single day, like the, to focus on like the negative and play that victim. And it almost feels like in that, it almost feels like it's like a habit, like, or a muscle that you literally just need to practice and exercise. And it, the more that you do it, the easier it becomes. Of course you, you're always going to have a human moment. Like there's no such thing as balance. There's no such thing as, Oh, I'm only going to be positive hundred percent of the time. Like it's, we're human, like we're, and we're allowed to have those human, human moments and human experiences. We're allowed to get pissed off. We're allowed to be angry. We're allowed to be frustrated. Like we're just allowed. It's part of life. Mm-hmm. So I think it's become easier for me to just focus on that daily. Um, but I would say like when I was at, at like the beginning and just feeling like I was so unhappy with my life, which I would say was probably like a good 10 years ago. Like I it had this experience where I was hit by a car and thankfully there was like super minor injuries, but I chose to focus on all the things that were wrong. Like, why did this happen to me? And why did my family not give a shit to like pick up the phone and call me? Like, that's what I focused on. Mm. And I was so bitter. I was so pissed off at the world. Like, why did this happen when I could have easily just chosen to focus on, listen, like you just got hit by a car and you walked away, literally you walked away and you were fine. But I focused on all of that 
negative stuff. And it was, it's insane. But like, when I got to this point of like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Like, I feel like I, I wouldn't want to be around me. Nobody wants to, it doesn't, it feels like nobody else wants to be around me. So I think it just ends up becoming this like really conscious process and really acknowledging, like, I think it's really about being honest with ourselves too, which I feel like we don't do enough. Like we don't actually sit down and acknowledge, like, what are all the things that make me happy? And what are all the things that are not making me happy? And Mm. sometimes that can be people, that can be jobs, that can be a lot of different things. And that's hard to like, to admit, to say out loud. Yeah, it really is. And sometimes, you know, uh, the things that aren't making you happy are also the things that providing you with comfort you know so it's like it's nice having people around it's nice having a job you know and all those things but ultimately you're miserable as shit so you know jump ship kind of cash in your chips and be like you know what nah i'm gonna like choose the hard route for a little bit yeah okay it's gonna be really rough but ultimately i'm gonna choose my happiness over over anything else oh man and that's like the that's so true in terms of like the things that like just suck for us that are making us miserable are keeping us so comfortable. I, Oh, I feel that so deeply. And I think like it, you know, it's sometimes it's, it's going to be so freaking scary to let that thing go. That feels so comfortable and safe, but it's like on the other side of all of that, there could be like the thing that changes your life. Like the thing that you're trying to, achieve or get to like that place it could be on the other side and we just never want to take that step you know and I think like I think a lot of people talk about like fear of failure but I think ultimately a lot of us have just plain fear of success like I think it's really more so the opposite because we're always failing every single day you all have already experienced failure majority of us have all quote-unquote failure but like we're always failing we know what it's like. We, and we know how to pick ourselves back up. Mm-hmm. But if we feel like we've never been quote unquote successful, we don't know. That's the unknown. We don't know how we're going to be. We don't know what that's going to look like. Yeah. You, you just hit the uh, the nail on the head with the unknown, right? People fear what they don't know. And it's like, oh, no, no, I know what it's like in the shit. You know, you get that seduction of sadness where you're, you kind of just like stuck in this place. I'm like, well, I know I'm going to wake up miserable tomorrow. And because I know that it doesn't matter. Like I can, I'll, I'll be okay with that. You're like, what? Like you're okay with living at like 20% of your potential. Like, nah, man, like you're here, you're here for a reason. Like live life, man. Like be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like, it sounds so cliche and it sounds so simple, like choose to be happy, but it's like for a lot of people, it's one of the hardest things to do. Yeah. But ultimately it's like, that is, there's nothing else about life. Like we we're always trying to, at least for me, like I've been almost like really getting super honest with like what actually is to me success. And it used to be all the things that I could do, like all the, the lists that I could achieve, like all the accomplishments, like to me, all of that was success, but it's like, without all of that, who am I? And do I really, honestly, am I happy with my life? And part of that was acknowledging, actually, no, I'm not. Like, I don't want to be working 24 seven. I want to be able to enjoy my life. And so being this constant, like overachiever and doer was freaking exhausting. Like I was on this verge of burnout and I'm like, what the hell am I doing with my life? 
But yep. now it's like, even though I'm doing a lot of things at once and I, and I know people are kind of like, okay, now what Ashley? And it's like, I feel so freaking happy and fulfilled right now. And like, wow. I feel so good about life. And that's ultimately the goal. That's the goal. That's the place. That's, that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful here. And also really beautiful to see is like, you know, you, and I think you have to go through the wrong path to be able to understand what you don't want to do. Right. Oh yeah. A thousand percent. You've got it. But we're so afraid of trying different things. Like we're so, it's almost like we're afraid of both. Like we're afraid it's not going to work out and what happens if it doesn't work out. And then we're afraid, well, what happens if it does work out? Like we're constantly bouncing between the two different things. And it's like, just try and just take every experience as I always looked at like everything in my life that I experienced that like either worked out or didn't work out as a puzzle piece. It's a puzzle piece mm. in this whole big, massive thing. And it's all going to make sense one day. It's going to make sense why you tried that and it didn't work at that time. Like timing is also a thing too, but like just trying all the different things. I feel like that has been my process of figuring out what actually makes me happy, but not yeah, just move- sitting and doing nothing. Movement is momentum, right? And yeah, it, it's just about getting in the arena like we all love speeches right and most of us know the man in the arena by by teddy roosevelt and we're like oh yeah this really fires me up and i'm gonna get some motivation from that and then the next thing you know you know you're back sat on the couch and you go, i'm gonna go back to my nine to five you're like yeah jeez tomorrow 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 yeah tomorrow i'll do it i'll do it tomorrow yeah and the kitty my, out the window <laughs> my biggest thing is people talking about like one day one day I'm going to do this. And I'm guilty, guilty as charged for saying that when I was, I mean, early twenties, I remember always talking about how I wanted to one day, because I I thought I had to be like in my thirties in order to achieve this. I don't know why, but I always said, Oh, one day I'm going to go abroad and I'm going to volunteer one day, one day. And now I just, my motto, like my mantra for life is one day is not a day of the week. Like it doesn't Mm. exist. And that is from experience loss. Like I was saying that. And then, you know, I experienced a loss that was so close to me and it was my grandmother who was like a second mom. And it was like, just happened so suddenly, you know, like there's a difference between seeing someone who gets sick, they get old and it just, it happens, right? Like we, we know this is a part of life, but when it just like out of nowhere and you're kind of like a shock to the system, that was me. And I was like, what am I waiting for? what what the hell am I waiting for? And so like, I was off like three months after she passed, I was on a plane going to Nicaragua and like volunteering abroad. Cause I was like, I'm not making an excuse anymore. That's it. And I think that's what we do. We just allow the excuses to take over, which is unfortunate. It's really unfortunate when we just allow ourselves to make these excuses. And part of that the whole process is that honesty, that honesty of when you're making an excuse just to avoid something. Mm. It's, it's crazy, right? Cause the only constant in life is change. You know, it's the only mm. thing that will stay the same is things never stay the same. It's the paradox of life. Yeah. 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 Like we create everything else around us to be comfortable and to stay the same. You're like, wait, well, hold on a minute. Like, we're fighting against like nature. Yeah. We're not going to win. <laughs> This isn't, this isn't a lose situation. This is a lose situation. 
all right yeah it's not gonna happen and yeah i i think for a long time i was the same you know i fought against it i hated change like it freaked me out it filled me with a lot of anxiety of like i don't know what's gonna happen nor do i know what to do right and yeah. you've just got to be able to like roll with the punches man and it's it's hard it's easier to say say than done it's hard to get started but like we said, like movement is momentum and you've just got to put one foot in front of the other. Yeah, okay, eyes are on the top of the mountain, but then focusing mm-hmm. back down my feet, one foot in front of the other. The next yeah. thing you know, you, you've moved. Right? It's it, Like you said, starting is the hardest part of everything. That's it. Starting. That's it. Once you, once you get it and you start like going through those motions, you just become, it becomes easier and easier to adapt, adapt when those change, ha- when the change happens, because that's inevitable. I love that you said that. I've never heard anyone say that, but it makes perfect sense. You oh, know, really? We're all trying to, yeah, I don't know. I've never heard anyone like maybe describe it the way that you describe it, but I'm like, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Like we're resisting change, but that's the inevitable. It's inevitable. I heard this, um, I heard this like quote, fact, not a quote, but like a fact about, you know, we're, I feel like we're all trying to find our like true North, right? Like we're all trying to find this true North, but actually the true North star every single year is actually changing. It's never just, Oh, it's always here. And it stays firm. It's always moving, Mm. which ultimately means we're always, our true North is always going to change too. Mm. And I love that because it's like, we're allowed to change. I wouldn't want to be the same person that I was 10 years ago. No, thank you. You know, or like 15 years ago. No, thanks. I don't want to be that like insecure, like not confident. I don't want to be that person. So I'm so glad my, like my true North consistently is changing. Mm -hmm. And it's just allowing that to be like allowing ourselves to say, yeah, I am going to change. Thank God. Mm. Thank God I'm changing. I, I think we change every day. Oh, I'm getting, tell I'm me going, why I'm going a little <laughs> bit further, right? There's uh, I yeah. didn't know, but uh, it was also brought up to me. Like, I, I'm a writer too, right? So, I wrote something of like, um, the whole thing is uh, I kill myself every night because every morning I wake up a new man and then I have 24 hours to figure out who he is, Oof. right? Um, and it also links to like an ancient, um, ancient samurai kind of philosophy of like you are like reborn you die every night and you're reborn every morning that you wake up um and it's true i believe it anyway yeah. so because mm. i'm going to take something from this conversation right i'm going to take something from my morning my afternoon my evening or whatever and i will apply those lessons tomorrow and i'll like think about it meditate on it tomorrow and i'll like try and kind of progress forward nudge the chip forward a little bit more because if I just yeah. like, oh, no, no, it's fine. Like I rest on my laurels. I made it to whatever, New Zealand, or I published a book. Cool, fine. And you're like 80 years later, what do you do? Oh, I, I'm resting on those laurels I did 80 years ago. I'm like, well, what have you done in those 80 years? Yeah. So it's, that's, that's what I think anyway. I actually really like that. I oh, really cool. like that. And I think it's so true. I think it's so true. And it's like when we... And that's the other part of it too, is like looking at every single moment, every single experience in your day to day and taking what, what can you learn from this exact moment right now mm. when something either a does go your way, because I think we shouldn't just look at, 
when things don't go our way, what's the lesson that we can take? It's also when something really does go your way, there's also something that you should do again because it obviously proven it worked. It's going to work again. So the, the, we can always learn. And so I think it's so important that every single moment experience, you look at it from the lens of what did I learn from this? And just having this like super neutral outlook of like nothing's bad, nothing's good. Cause that also doesn't exist. It's what we put on that, the meaning that we give everything. And sometimes we just give too much meaning to the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Good and evil. And it consumes us. Right? Exactly. That's exactly it. Mm. I'm always so like conscious of saying good and bad because I'm like, well, it really doesn't exist. <laughs> like, It really doesn't mean shit. It, it doesn't mean anything. It's just the, the, the meaning that we've attached to it. Same mm. thing with like good, bad decisions. Like, again, it's just all our own perception and the meaning that we've given it. Um, but we really can. And I think that's where, you know, it's not about these massive shifts that you, or massive moments of transformation of shifts that matter. It's actually the tiny little ones that you do throughout your day. And I think that's exactly to me, what I'm processing hearing you talk about, like every single day we're reborn. Yeah. That's what I look at it as is celebrating those little moments of micro shifting in your day, in your day to day. Yeah, for sure. It's those little breadcrumbs, right, that end up leading you down the down the garden path. And I think it takes, especially for me anyway, it takes the um, the pressure off myself and the expectation mm. of oh, I need to be able to do all this, right? Like I used to be big on like to do lists, and it would keep me yeah. up at night if I didn't have me one too. thing not ticked off. <laughs> you know what I mean? It would like mentally fuck me up. I'm like, yeah. oh no, nah, like I couldn't do this, even if it's not yeah. possible. No, I'm waiting on something else from someone else. I'm like, no, 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 I need to go do their work so then I can do my work. And I'm like, no, this is, dude, this is, this is crazy. Go to sleep. Um, yeah. And now I've like, I've legit, like I've wrote down, you know, reminders because my memory's not great, but I'll stop writing lists. Cause I'm like, you know mm. what? I'll get done the work that I could, that I do. And the work that I don't do won't get done. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm a classic, massive to-do list for the day and it's like this is actually impossible to achieve in one freaking day and then you go through this cycle of like you get to the end of the day and you're like I didn't do half of this yeah And, and then you beat yourself up and then you repeat the next day you repeat you repeat you repeat and I'm like what the hell am I doing to myself I was the exact same way because I felt like I almost put on this, like exactly what you said, this pressure, like this pressure to do all of the things. And I was like, this is impossible. And so now it's like, my list is like one or two things. Mm. That's it. And that's just even dramatically changed my entire, like my weeks just dramatically. Cause I'm not like putting on this crazy list. And I'm like, I can't do half of this. And I, I don't want to go through this cycle of like beating myself up. Nobody wants to be there. And it's kind of like a set yourself up for success. Like we all want to feel that like accomplishment at the end of the day, like, okay, I did everything that I wanted to do. It's like, yeah, it gives you that like extra ounce of like, oh, I got this, you know? And it's not about like, oh, I need to do all of this. And then what happens? Everything goes, okay, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I'll do it the next day. And then, and then we're like a month later and nothing gets done. Mm -hmm. No wonder, you know, it's like, it's important to look at like 
well, what is a top priority for you too? What's actually really important right now? Because some things we have things on our to-do list that don't need to be there. (laughs) You know, we're just, we just have it on there and we don't need it to be there and we can just put it off. We can cross it off. If it's been on your list for like two months, it's time. It's time to just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You get to prioritize. Right. And if you, you keep on writing it down, like it will end up keep on being in your head and then you can't switch off. And then, you know, productivity you do do when you sit down and work is going to be less than, less than optimal because you, you know, you've not switched off. Exactly. Exactly. And I think the, the, you were talking about something a little bit too, is like looking at the, like the mountain, right. But then you like take that first step and that's the same thing. Like we, we set out to achieve something and then we're looking at, it's almost like we keep looking so far ahead and we're like, how am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? How am I going to get there? You're so focused for, to be at the end result. And it's like, come back to reality and come look at what do I need to do in this moment? Yeah. And um, one of my mentors uh, quite a few years ago said something that's I've always has always stuck with me. And he always talks about how when we ask ourselves how that's like the paralyzer of all dreams. And it's true because you get into the state. Well, like, how am I going to do this? Of course, you're going to response is going to be, I don't know. But instead, if you ask yourself, like, what's my first step? Who do I need to talk to? Who do I need to get support from? Like, these are the types of questions that you want to ask yourself to get yourself into that momentum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's surrounding yourself with those, like, uh, same same people, right? You know, it's, it's yeah. been a hard conversation with yourself. And sometimes with other people, you're like, hold on a minute, right? I'm kind of, it's like I'm walking around with a ball and chain on me here. Like, <laughs> some, some people... Some people are best suited in the past, unfortunately. And it's like, listen, like, I'm not going to hold any animosity against you. I'm going to shake hands. I'm going to wish you all the luck and success and whatever, you know, happiness that you can find in this world. But ultimately, like, you're being a drain on me and I'm probably going to be a drain on you. So let's just shake hands and, and walk away. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I That was a big thing that I wrote about in my book was just like closing chapters. And that mm. literally is, I know that sounds cliche <laughs> to have in a book and talk about closing chapters, but like it's really closing those chapters on like the things, the people that are just not serving you anymore. And that's like that radical honesty with ourselves. Like, is this relationship? And I don't mean like intimate. I mean, just like even friendships. Mm-hmm. Is this actually serving me? Are we serving each other? And if that answer is no, and you, it's almost like my business partner and I always talk about this. Like we talk about how our circles have gotten so freaking small and, you know, and I used to feel like almost like lonely, like feeling like, oh, I don't really like, I have like my family, my, my boyfriend. And like, I got, that's it. Like, that's all. And it's like, it actually feels so much better now because I'm not focusing on the quality. I'm actually really focused on like the quantity and like the the relationship and is this actually serving me? Am I serving this person? Do we feel good in the same space? Because if you're like constantly putting yourself in spaces where you just almost feel like you're contracting in someone's energy, it's like, why are you doing that to yourself? Mm. You know? And I feel like we, we do this out of like, sometimes we feel obligated. We feel like, oh, but we've been friends for forever. And it's like, honestly, cut the shit. Like, sometimes you really do have to just say, you know what, like, this is where we end. Like, this is where we go our separate ways and our paths do not cross anymore. Yeah. And like, 
it's a really difficult thing to do and come to terms with. And I will be the first one to hold my hands up and say, I fucking hate doing that. Like it, it hurts Same. so bad. It's uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you don't, right, it gets so much worse because you end up fucking despising that person. And then you end up doing things that you don't want to do just subconsciously and they'll probably do the same. And then it just gets, you know, that whole kind of cliche term of like toxic, you know, when it, it does, yeah. it does get toxic and you, you have to be able to be like, okay, I respect you. I respect myself and this, whatever we created here to cut it, cut it early. Uh, cast yeah. the chips in before the house wins. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's so freaking uncomfortable. Mm. It's so freaking uncomfortable, especially when you, I find like as, right now where I'm in, like a big part of who I am right now is being an entrepreneur. And I, I, I really am all about like my own personal growth and I'm like selfishly focused on my own growth and my own healing. And it's like, when I just, I can't even have the, those levels of conversations. I just like, I'm like, I don't know what we can talk about. Like at this point, like I, I, there's nothing for me to give. Like, there's just nothing, you know? And it's like, even the relationships where it feels like you go from feeling so expanded to like, you feel so like small and sometimes like conversations just feel feel like drama. And it's like, why did I do that to myself? And so it's so important to pay attention to your own like energy, like how you feel after being in like the presence of people, like just actually kind of mentally taking note, like, Ooh, do I feel really good and excited or like and energized? Or do I feel like shit? Yep. And that's probably an indicator. <laughs> yeah, As to, think... you need to get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. And yes. Yes. And I'm always, <laughs> always about balance in a, in a, in a, in a relationship, right? Whether it's um... romantic, platonic, business, whatever the fuck it is. Even if it's just an acquaintance that, that kind of makes you coffee yeah. of like, are they always talking? Can, are you able to get a word in? Like I'm really, mm. I probably read into things way too much, right? <laughs> but I'm very big on like, you know, helping people. That's what I want to do. And um, I'm, you know, yeah. respecting others. I grew up in a very blue collar house, household and everything had to be the utmost respect. You know, there's a place for everything and everything has its place. Um, yeah. You walk in, hey mate, how are you? Oh yeah, good. Okay, that's number one. They've not asked how I am. Oh, how's your family doing? Oh, they're okay. Yeah, thanks. Cool. They've not asked how mine's doing. All right, number two. You know, and it's like, all right, I'm going to let you go first. Oh, not said thank you. Okay, number three. And you kind of like, you see where they're at. You're like, you don't have to be the same person, right? And have the same moral code. But there's an extent where it's like, you need to be able to show your level of appreciation for the Mm. partnerships that you've created around you rather than just being like, oh, yeah, we're a business partner. Oh, yeah, Yeah. it's my boyfriend or oh yeah that's my friend it's like no no no, no. Mm-hmm. Like, non-verbal communication is number one yeah you know we see so most true. of the time we see each other before we start talking even if it's like half a second yeah yeah and I think that's like the tiniest little like thing to pay attention to like it's mm. sometimes we think like oh it needs to be this grand thing that we need to do no like if you just pay attention to small little things like those little things are going to be indicators for something huge. And I, and I completely agree. It's like, you know, being in a relationship where it's just like the other person is just take, 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 take. And you're kind of like, 
what the hell, mm. you know? And I think that's another part, right? Like relationships have to be a give and take. They have to be, and again, not like just romantic relationships, like just friendships, everything. It's just like, it's always this give and take. But when you feel like the whole, like any conversation is just about one person, you're kind of like, why am I here? I don't Mm. need to be here. Like, how about you just go talk to yourself? (laughs) Because that's clearly what you want. (laughs) Go go speak to a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I'd I'd also, I'd, I'd actually play devil's advocate on my own point here. So I'm probably going to backtrack a little bit in the sense of, you know, we all heard of the whole love languages shit, right? And mm. it also comes into the equation of friendships too and, and, and partnerships and just relationships yeah. outside of outside of romance. And I would say, first of all, learn yourself. Right? And then second of all, learn other people and be able to like decipher the signs that they're, they're giving you, right? Simply because yeah. they might be showing you respect that you're not picking up on because it's not your love language, so to speak. And it might be theirs, right? And you it's and you, you might be able to just tar them with a brush and be like, oh, no, they're an asshole. And I'm like, no, 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 they're trying. They're just trying in their way, right? Because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure I've fucked yeah. up about that in the past because I'm more of a guy of like, just go show them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Don't, don't sit down and tell me, like, show me. Right. Um, and, right. you know, people might not be that way inclined. So it's kind of learning the other people around you too and, and developing those people skills, I would say, as a devil. Yeah, totally, totally. And I, I think the other layer of it too is also not having, like although relationships are give and take, I feel like that's like foundation, but obviously it's not coming from a place of, like you feel like you should do something for someone. It's just, it comes naturally. Like relationships, yeah. either friendships, business partnerships, romantic it's easy we just as humans make shit so freaking complicated and so I think like relationships are a give and take I think it's foundation but obviously it's not coming from a place of should and not coming from a place of expectation like that is my number Mm. one rule when it comes to I would say for this one specifically romantic relationships it's Mm. I look at it as two people because I feel like for some reason I heard this when I was younger but like relationships are 50 50 I don't know where I heard that from but I feel like I did and growing up like now being where I'm at now I'm like relationships are a hundred percent a hundred percent like it's me coming in as my whole self and my partner coming in as their whole self like we don't need each other but we just choose each other. But no matter what, like, and I think that's like the part of relationships that gets so complicated is when you have these unrealistic expectations, these unspoken expectations. And, and that's where things go to shit because you're like, well, they should be doing this for me. And it's like, have you communicated that? Probably not. Things would be so easy if everyone knew that we weren't all mind readers, which you would think that we all know that, but we, we just think, yeah, they should know. Well, no, they shouldn't. And that is what makes it so much easier relationship wise. And like, it just makes life so much easier when we just allow ourselves to communicate what we want. But if we don't figure out what we don't want, we're, we don't even know how to communicate it. Mm. Communication blows my fucking mind. Right. right? Because <laughs> something that's so simple yet like human beings come into it and like to flip the table and make it really complicated. Like, yeah. like I'm a guy, I'll be like, look, 
that's a spade. I'm going to tell you it's a spade. You know, I'm holding the two <laughs> of diamonds in my hand. I'm going to be like, yeah. I'm holding the two of diamonds. I will yeah. tell you the truth. I will be completely honest. You know, I'm like, this is this... always that way. Um, like even when you were younger or like, do you feel like it happened at some point that you became that? I grew up in a family. Well, I grew up with mostly just me, mom. Um, and I saw my dad kind of occasionally and they are both the same way in the sense of no matter how badly you fuck up, tell me the truth. Mm. Right. And I looked up to my dad, although he wasn't, you know, I didn't live with him. Um, mm -hmm. He was, he was definitely my, my, you know, role model or my hero. Um, and I respected the fact that if I asked him a question and a very difficult question about life, and I could have been a kid, right? Single digits. Yeah. He would have told me. He would have told mm. me the truth. And yeah, granted, there's some things that I probably shouldn't have been aware of <laughs> as a kid, right? But, you know, growing up in Manchester, like you kind of need to be aware of those things so then you can avoid them. Um, yeah. So that's a kind of a difficult example to, to portray to people. However, I really respected the fact that he didn't just pull the cotton wool over my eyes and bullshit me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say... I've always been that way. And it's like, nah, like respect is, is something that you give people. It's not earned, it's given. And mm. one way of you respecting someone is you tell them the truth. Um, unfortunately, it's got me fired a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> a lot I of love times. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, a little you know, too honest. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. But I'm like, yeah, guys, mm. like, you know, your employees aren't happy because you're treating them like shit. Why? Yeah. You can't say that. Why? Why can't I say that? You know, it's it, the truth. It's the truth. And, and I'm going to respect you for giving that. Right. That's the problem is we're so like quick to, it's almost like this balance of like, when someone says something that's really honest and we can't take that, like we're being triggered and it's like, yeah. Why are we being, why are you being triggered? You know? And, and it's just, again, the meaning that we attach to things, right? Like as an employer, I could easily be like, well, you're talking about me as my character and saying, I don't know how to run a company. I don't know how to treat people. Like yeah. we go into all these fucking stories and it's like, can we just like use it to our advantage and like use it to pay attention? And it, I feel like there's sometimes we need this like discernment between, okay, is this person projecting or is there some truth in this? Because I feel like sometimes that can also be like the cross, right? Like someone can say that and it just feels like they're not being seen and heard and feel like, well, this company is shit mm -hmm. using that example. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but is that the honest truth? Like, it's like kind of this, like this dance between, is this someone who's projecting this or is there some kind of truth in this? Mm -hmm. And if there's no truth in it, then just allow it to be and just let it go. But if there is, then you can address it. You can fix something from it. And I mean, we're using a company example, but like, I think it applies everywhere. Yeah. And you know what the crazy thing is? What I've noticed is no one asks why. No one asks a question. <laughs> you know what I mean? True. I'm like, and I don't know whether it's like, you know, I'm blonde, as you can see. I've had a lot <laughs> of concussions, right? And I'm not an academic man. Okay, put it that way. <laughs> So I know my own limitations, right? Yeah. And how arrogant are we to believe that we know everything 
that can ever be known about the world and everything in it and everything outside of the world. I'm like, yeah, no, like Einstein didn't know that, you know, Socrates turned around and was like, the only thing we know is we know nothing. And that is, that is the whole thing. You know, the more you learn about something, the more you figure out, Oh my God, I've got so much more to learn. Mm -hmm. And one human brain cannot have all the answers, whether you're religious or not, you know, you we're not God. Right. We're not yep. just this divine creature that will knows everything. So why don't we just ask? And you said something um, before about like perspective. I can't see the world through your eyes. And I think that's a beautiful thing because we can right. share a conversation. Yeah. Right. Mm. And I can be like, oh, hey, how do you see that thing? I was like, oh, I see a goblet. Oh, I see a rabbit. Oh, right. that's really interesting. Like, yeah. why do you see a goblet? You know, and we can yeah. have this thing that we call conversation. No one asks questions mm-hmm. anymore. No one, like, asks someone below them because of some sort of hierarchy we've we've created, right? I'm like, yeah. no, no, I'm CEO. Or, no, no, I'm HR manager. I'm like, so? What, do, you, do you see what they see? How do you know? Like, mm-hmm. ask them a question. Yeah. There's this book that I read. Um, one of my favorite authors, um, but he wrote a book about like attachment and like, just, I think that's one of the big things too, is like, we put, we have so much attachment to, to things, to words, to identities. Mm. And like, just going based on that piece of like you being the CEO. Yeah. You can go ask an employee because it's impossible for you to know everything. And that's okay too. But like, like you said, we put this hierarchy on things and, and it's the same thing. Like we just, we attach so much meaning to so many different things. And I feel like it's, to me, that is just like, again, creating more and more space for not attaching to anything. And yeah. like, I feel like that's where like true freedom and joy and happiness lives when you don't create attachment to stories, to all these different things in life. Yeah. I think we've allowed the human ego to take over too much. Oh, thousand percent. You know oh what my I mean? God. Oh no, no, no. Why would why would I listen to what you gotta say? Like I'm higher up. I'm like, right? What? So you're saying like my life has more meaning than yours? Like, no, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, exactly. And and I think like I always talk about how we have two places that we can operate from. We can either operate from a place of fear or we can operate from a place of love. And fear is usually when our ego is jumping in and just, you know, is trying to be safe and all that stuff. And it's like, just like, again, like clearing that entire slate. And like, if we continue to choose and operate from a place of love, like life becomes so much better and so much easier. It doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it because again, us freaking humans complicate everything, but it's also just acknowledging that, you know, just acknowledging human moments. Like we're not, we're not going to be perfect. We're all going to fuck up and we're going to have moments that we're going to like succeed. Mm. There's going to be both and both are okay. And both are necessary, you know? And it's just like, it's, it's this attachment. Like, at least for me right now, that's what feels like big that I'm just trying to like loosen my grip on like, control attachment all like just just letting go of the meaning of things the stories that we tell ourselves you know like just all of that i think um seeking out failure is one of the best things that we can do because then Mm. you you realize it's not as scary as we once thought right 
and yeah. it kind of becomes a little bit addictive in the sense of oh my god like yeah okay I didn't achieve the goal I, I set out to achieve but I like I gained all this knowledge experience and lessons and even like contacts and doors open and opportunities and people I've met along the way you know what I mean you're like wow like I've gained so much more than accomplishing a goal like ticking a box of getting a medal you know what I mean I've actually accomplished more right yeah and I think that's the almost like an I don't want to say problem but like a problem that we have with like the achievements right like we're just so focused on like getting the title like for example for me it was like okay I'm an author check done but it's like if I were to stop and this is I think the probably where the problem is is like just disregarding the entire journey to get to that like destination. Like if you really paid attention and soaked it all in and you really were present in it, holy shit. I think we would have so much more confidence in ourselves Mm -hmm. and self-worth and feel that joy and feel that happiness, feel that sense of accomplishment so much more deeply if we really allowed ourselves to see and pay attention to all mm. the things that like you've overcome. And I, I remember doing that. I, as, as cheesy as it sounds, but before I wrote my book or it was after, I can't remember, I made a list of like all the things that I had like accomplished, but like overcome. And it's just this like list that you can look at and just be like, holy shit, I did all of this. Like I've, you know, like you've, you've really be able, been able to overcome all of these things. And it's not just, okay, I'm an author. It's like, you know, forgiving my dad, like that type of stuff goes on there. And it's like whole, like, there's just a different presence that like you see yourself differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no one else has, no one else has done that for you. Like you've done every yeah. single one of those. Right. Exactly. And I believe like every, every experience that, well everything that you're ever going to need in life is already within you right all the experiences Mm -hmm. and the people you meet along the way just help pull it out yeah yeah right so that means exactly everything yeah like we and 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 that's the thing we don't give ourselves credit for all of that and that's why it's like when you make a list like this as cheesy as it sounds but like this is the moment to acknowledge yourself Mm -hmm. not to acknowledge you know your best friend your partner like forget acknowledging all of them right now. Like acknowledge yourself, acknowledge yourself for this. It's like the smallest choices that we make in something that's so grand. Like, even for me, if I were to use, you know, my relationship with my dad, I'm, I feel like we might've had a similar upbringing, but like I came from like a single parent household. I was with my mom Mm -hmm. and my relationship, my dad wasn't really like around. I didn't see him much growing up. And when we ended up being back in like the same country, I was, you know, here I am expecting like, Oh, we're just going to have a relationship. But like, I actually had to go through this process of forgiving him. And for me, the first thing that I did was writing him a letter and just like allowing myself to put that down on paper, like acknowledging myself for taking the pen and writing. And then the next step, taking that step and actually giving it to him. You know, it's like these little things that we have to acknowledge ourselves for doing because they're not easy. There's they're pretty freaking uncomfortable and they're pretty scary to do. But they meet they make all the difference. They make all the difference in our lives. Mm. So it's like 
almost like this journey, but like, look at the decisions and the choices that you make on a daily basis. Every single day, they matter so fucking much. Like these small choices, like what you decide to have a breakfast is going to change like the direction of your day. Like, you know what I mean? Like just all these different things. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, you know, we know whether, say for example, whether we work out or not, all right, that's going to have a, yeah. a positive or negative impact on our on our physical health, right? Whether we eat healthy or not, again, it's going to do the same thing. However, mm-hmm. we disregard the stuff for on your mental health and two, like emotional health, right? Yeah. And three, I'm so a little bit spiritual too, right? Of like looking after who you actually are, you know, acknowledging your limitations, working with mm-hmm. them, not against them, being able to connect a little bit deeper with yourself, right? Because if I have no idea who the fuck I am, how am I supposed to know who you are? Yeah. Right? exactly and (laughs) we don't exactly and i'm more likely to walk in a situation being someone i'm not and then Mm. five years down the line i'm gonna figure oh my god i'm doing something i actually hate and i'm being someone i really don't like right i think jim carrey hit the nail on the head Mm. when he sat down obviously everyone was like oh he's gone off the rockers right he's just like lost his mind and gone crazy first of all i think we're all crazy I, again, I'm the first one to admit I am mental, right? I am <laughs> insane. Um, but he, he, I think he hit the nail on the head with, with the whole depression because he was like, depression is basically your body telling you, fuck you, I don't want to play this character anymore, right? Wow. And it's, it's like I feel that to my frigging car because I'm like, oh, my God, like I've been in certain situations where I'll come out of it, right? Even just working mm-hmm. and I'll sit down and I'll be so drained. Next thing you know, my mind is in the bottom of a bloody gutter. And I'm like, and obviously you get 2020 vision in hindsight and you figure this out. I'm like, yeah. wow, I'm actually not playing who I am. I'm just playing a character. Yeah. <laughs> it's deep, right? I feel that. That is... And that's for like all these like identities, right? Like, and it's like the attachment that we have. Like, imagine if you like just stripped yourself. I And this is part of like, what like felt like what my journey was like at such a young age, I was like asking myself, who am I? Like, really, who am I? Aside from things like I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, like actually stripping yourself mm-hmm. of all of these identities like mother, father, uh, like we automatically like, Oh, who, who are you? Or what do you do? Oh, yeah. That's the question that we ask people. What do you do? Who gives a shit what I do? How about who are you? That's the answer. Like that is the, like at the core. And for me, like, I, I remember being like so unhappy and in that place, I remember feeling like I had no confidence And my journey was, I'm going to figure out who I am. Aside from what I'm physically seeing in the mirror, I'm going to figure out, I'm going to find who I am truly. And it was like falling in love with that person, like soul level person. That's the journey. And then, because this is just a body, like this is just like, I'm just a vehicle right now, like experiencing life in this body right now. 
-hmm. But truthfully, if stripping all of that back, do I like who I am? And if the answer, which was no, I better fucking do something about it. Oh yeah. You know, the identities that we give ourselves. Great. Would you like a cookie? Would you like a medal? Like forget all of that. Who are you really? And that's what like, I feel like I care more about when I talk to people. I just, who are you? Like what, who are you? Not what do you do? That's Mm -hmm. great. Who are you? You know? And I think that's the question that we're so afraid of asking ourselves. And I, oh my God, I've, I've never heard this story of, of Jim Carrey saying that. So thank you for sharing that with me. Cause I, I think I felt that just as, as deep as you felt that I was like, damn yeah it 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 destroys me that in a good way it really really does i I relate to it and it 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 touches the soul of of who i am and because i did i did it for a long long time and the next thing you know i'm stood at the end of a cliff with one foot off and ready to stop playing this game that we call life right and you know you 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 question yourself in that moment as you're tipping forward of just been like, the fuck am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. what did I do to get me to this place? Right. And yeah. uh yeah, you know, like, well, I've not really been doing me. And yeah, okay, you gotta figure out who that is. Okay, fine. You know, go do whatever self-work that you need to, because that, you know, self-work means you've got to do it yourself. I can't just buy <laughs> a self-help book and be like, okay, yeah, now I'm good. Yeah, this oh, is going to be it. It's going to be fine. I was like, no, like, it's going to be hard and it's going to yeah. be a long time and it's going to be a day-to-day decision, like choosing to be happy or choosing to work on yourself and stuff. It sounds really cliche because now it's I become know. a little bit of a thing, right? But, you know, if it's, keeps you away from the end of a noose then do yeah. it mm-hmm. yeah I think like all the like the books the people like they're all just just look at them as tools like just looking at them as tools to help us get closer and closer to unpacking unraveling like the true essence of who we are like our truest self mm-hmm. that's all it is you know you're gonna have a mentor come into your life and they're gonna something's gonna unlock like that just, and it's funny too, because I feel like I did like this massive healing 10 years ago and I feel like I'm going through it again, you know, just, and again, it was a mentor, you know, one thing that she had me do and it just like unraveled like this whole identity that I was like, almost like clinging onto. Mm. And even just in that, I'm like, how interesting everybody that we meet, every experience that we have, even something that someone says, they're just tools to help you unravel. Uh, Like literally, I know, again, this is cliche, but the peeling back the onion, but literally just like getting yourself to a clean slate, like allowing yourself to come to this clean slate. And I was having this conversation the other day with, uh, I think it was yesterday, actually with my boyfriend. And we were just talking about how like as kids, like that's like who you are as a child but I mean, like literally coming out of the womb, even though it feels like, well, who is that child? That's like us in our pure form. Uh, And then as we grow up, our parents, like it's all this conditioning that happens. So all the shit that like you probably believe and think about yourself is so not true. And it's probably not yours. Yeah. And that's been the biggest thing for me. Oh, tell me. 
No, no, I got excited because it it like okay, relates yeah. it relates exactly to something that I, I I saw the other day, and honestly, I was, you know, as you do, you you get into a bit of a, like a whatever it was, Instagram or TikTok kind of state where you just endlessly <laughs> scrolling with like three chins, just like lay on the couch, or whatever. Yeah. Um. Honestly, like I heard this thing, and it was like children are born with all the secrets of the universe, but they forget them before they have the chance to tell you. Oh my god! And I was just lay there, just streaming. I'm like, I can't cope with this. This is this is beautiful. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. I had a conversation with uh, like with one of my really good friends, and um, he's the one that like almost like sparked this again. And it's so similar to exactly what you just said. And he just talks about like we go on this journey, like we think we need to go on this journey of self discovery. Mm-hmm. but we actually just need to remember it's all remembering who we right like it's we've just been so conditioned and if you just look at like your childhood is really where a lot of the conditioning happens if you just kind of look at it with so much grace like, and like having grace for your parents because they're obviously the ones that are imposing their beliefs and, and their patterns and all of that onto you. Yeah. So it's like, it's, you know, this like dance of like, when you get to the certain age, it's like, well, do I want to continue to believe this? And that's where we now get to make a decision. You know, you get to make a conscious choice. Do I want to continue to believe that I have to live my life this way? Mm. And for me, one of the biggest stories was around money. Like to me, single parent household, it's money, making money is hard. You have to work your ass off. You have to work three to four jobs at once. That was what I thought. And if I wasn't working, I felt guilty. I felt like if I wasn't working seven days a week, 24 hours a day between my full time, my business, I'm guilty. I'm guilty. And so just like that, like energy of that, like that people, like not the people pleasing, but like the doing Mm -hmm. when I was able to just staring that right in the face, like, this is why I've been doing this. And this is why I felt guilty. I get to now make a choice. Mm -hmm. Do I want to keep living life this way? No, I get to choose differently, you know? And I think that's what healing is. That's what the self-work is is when you're confronted with a truth and sometimes you might have something external that helps you can like brings the truth forward. You get to now make that choice. Do I want to continue believing this or do I want to believe something different? Mm. That's what it comes down to. And that's beautiful. And uh, the, the term of remembering is yeah. really, really hard. That's, yeah. that's hit home right yeah Mm. that's been so big for me like lately I'm just like wow we're just we're just on a journey to remember remember who we like truly are do you believe in reincarnation I do do you um okay cool I (laughs) or you don't you don't no I don't know okay I I I always go back to the statement of the only thing I know is I know nothing and you know (laughs) I, I worked my fucking ass off in school but still didn't get what I wanted or needed. You know what I mean? Mm. I've been hitting the head like massively 
way over 10 times and really, really struggle with like remembering things. And in the sense Mm -hmm. of sometimes I have to ask someone the question like five, six, seven times. And I do not Mm -hmm. remember having a conversation with them. And I spoke to them two hours ago. And I'm like, I'm sorry, mate, but I I can't remember bringing this up. You know, like some things I can remember, other things like I fucking it's nothing so i know my own limitations mm-hmm. right but i'm also open to everything i'm like i don't want to i don't know i don't want to be like yep this is 100 percent. this is what i believe and i don't believe in anything else because yeah i think extremes are close together i think if you kind of draw it out as a line it's not a line it's more of a circle mm-hmm. so if you go to the other side of the extreme you're usually quite close to the other one um yeah. and if you like if you hate something, it's usually because you're scared to become it or you already are it. Right. So I, yeah. I try and live in this like gray area, middle ground of I'm open to anything and trying to learn and adapt from everything. Um, yeah. However, I do believe in, you know, souls being different and moving on to the next. Yeah. I don't know whether it will come into like another organic farm, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think for me, like why, I think for me, why I believe it. And it's like, it's almost like I kind of like, I'm like, hmm, maybe that's a possibility. But like, I feel like now I actually kind of believe it more so. And it's just because like, I just have these like moments where it's almost like something's present and I could be hearing this for the first time, but it's like, I've heard it already before. Yeah, yeah, It's yeah. like, I've already known this or I'm, I have these like very undescribable like connections to like different cultures. So like for some reason at such a young age, I would see like the culture in Kenya and I just, I feel so drawn and like emotionally, Mm. I would watch Mm. videos of like them dancing and singing and I'm like in tears, no fucking idea why. And then the same thing is with like, indigenous cultures like I'm just like why am I so connected to this mm. I have no idea and to me it's almost like I don't know if that maybe in a in a past life I was a part of that I don't know but like to me that's what it feels like it feels like there must have been something some connection to that and I think that's why I believe it because I'm just like this doesn't make sense and you know what too I think part of it, like, it doesn't have to make sense. It's just, sometimes you get this like feeling and you're like, "Mm, I feel like I've, I've seen this and it's, it's might not even be in this lifetime. So it's like, well, how do I know this? Why is this like, why does this mean something to me? You know? And I think that's what it is. Yeah. Like I can relate to that. So I've been to a couple of places, right. And I've, as soon as I've stepped off the plane, some in in a couple of places, I'm like, Oh, I'm home. Right. And And I've never been there before. Right. That's what I mean. I'm like, how does this make sense? Yeah. It's a weird feeling, but you just, you just like innately just feel it, Mm. you know? And I feel like I've had those moments and I'm like, Hmm. And I think the other thing for me is like, I, again, I feel like I'm bringing, trying to bring in too much logic into it, but like, I don't understand how I'm, I was, you know, basically 1920 and like, did a lot of deep healing work to me it doesn't make sense and even when I was meeting a lot of people they're like how are you so young and you've like 
this is your outlook on life. And even me, I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know, but it's, you know, it just, and and that's what I mean too, right? Like, it's like this old soul, but does that mean that I've had many souls and many lives? Probably, you know, and it's like, I came into this life ready. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. You probably, you know, you've probably been here before and somehow retained some sort of knowledge and, and lessons along the way. And that's, that's really cool. You know, you're here to pass yeah. it on for those fresher, newer souls. Or there's something that, you know, some people believe in purpose. Um, mm. I believe purpose is a man-made thing. Ooh, you know, I was like, by you saying that, I was like, ooh, does he not believe in purpose? <laughs> <laughs> when someone says, I, I, some people believe in purpose, I'm like, ooh, does that mean you don't? <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? For a long, long time, I believed in purpose. I believe everyone has a purpose. And I think life has a purpose, right? But I think it goes deeper in the sense of we have a purpose to like live, you know, to to help one another, to live life, to experience everything, all the emotion, feelings, all the, you know, topography of the world, all the weathers, like everything, right? And learn, learn and grow. And eventually, you know, we'll we'll leave and and do something else wherever we go next. Mm-hmm. But for a long time, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, my purpose is to is to help people. I'm supposed to do this, this, and this. You know, like fucking head down, grind, hustle, and all that type of stuff. Yeah. And I'm like, I think that in itself, that mindset has a purpose because it's getting me out of shit that I was in, and yeah. and helping me progress and grow. But I think it's got a shelf life. Yeah. Okay, I eventually, you know, again, speaking from experience, it's the only thing I can do is, you know, you end up fighting against it. Yourself fights against that character that yourself is playing. Right. Yeah. And the next thing, you know, your mentality is at the bottom of a pit and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't understand. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I've also got, you know, depression through the, through hereditary too and concussions, mm-hmm. which doesn't help. But at the same time, yeah. I'm like, I think I'm probably doing this to myself because mm. I'm making myself play a character. I'm like, that's, that's not who I am. It's just what I've given myself as a purpose. And that has served me because it has taken me from A to B or A to D. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. You know, it got me here. I'm in New Zealand at the moment and I'm from Manchester. You know, yeah. I've been homeless and I'm no longer homeless. You know, so it's, it's taken me places. But that can change. I think your purpose can change. The ultimate purpose, That's like I think it's a man-made thing. I that I totally agree. I think when you open that up with our purpose is to live, like our purpose is to live, period. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Our purpose is to live. And a- like to it's like whatever that definition looks like for you, right? And to mm. me, when I say live, like, man, I want to be freaking happy. That's what I like. like that's what I want to be. You know, like that to me has become the ultimate goal. You know, it's not the things anymore. Mm. And I think when you like release that, like that expectation of yourself to do the things and our purpose is to live, period. That's it. Just living life, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So. so- I got a couple of questions, right? And these questions I'm literally obsessed with. 
Um, okay. I don't want to take any more of your time because, like you said, I feel like they're going to be hard ones. No, no, oh, no. God. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like the the first one is, um, what's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Hmm. Okay. The one that always comes to mind is this one when I really first started like public speaking and it was backstory is I was the shyest person ever. Like I would never imagine myself doing this public speaking. That was like, hell no. But when I first started, one of my mentors, she said, just speak from your heart Mm. and that's it. And I just, and that's not just about public speaking. That's like in any relationship, in any conversation, if you just speak from your heart, that's enough. You know, like the, the intention behind that is actually so pure and so powerful to just speak from your heart. So that's, that's my best piece of advice that I've received. That's beautiful. What, um, what public speaking do you usually do? Honestly, I've always just taken from my own experiences. I love when you said, like, I can only speak from my own experience. That's all I've ever done Mm. was just the things that I've overcome. Mm. Like my dad talking about the loss that I've experienced in my life, like from people passing my outlook on life. Like that's what I talk about, like the struggles that I've had and how I've been able to overcome it. Because I think that's like part of life. I think that's part of life in terms of how I want to give back is by me experiencing the things, the hard shit and overcoming it. And in that I get to just share that. Like, that's Mm. all I want to do. That's powerful. Mm. That's real powerful. Yeah. Share. There's a lot of power in, in sharing, especially when you overcome some stuff. Yeah. And I think we overthink it, right? We overthink and we're like, well, who, who wants to hear this? And but like again if you just right exactly we go through all of these different stories that we tell ourselves and it's like but what if there's one person Mm. we try I think and this is the big fault of social media is like we try and like oh I want to speak to the masses but like honestly what if one person really needed to hear what you had to say and how you overcame that obstacle imagine that changed their life. And that could be, imagine they changed their life and it was a matter of life or death. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Again, that's super powerful. That's pumped me up. I'm ready. (laughs) I'm excited. I'm ready to like punch (laughs) fucking through the window or something. (laughs) That's not a wise decision. Don't do that kids. No. Um, (laughs) The second one's a follow on. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Mm. well I've never been asked that shit you're putting me on the spot (laughs) good worst piece of advice so you know one of the things that comes up I don't I don't know if this was like a piece of advice but it was almost meant to be advice but it was like and it was around like my, you know, everything that had happened with my dad and like now being in a place where we have an incredible relationship and I've just completely like, to me, forgiveness truly is forgiving and like letting go. So like, I don't bring up anything from the past with my dad. Like, I'm just like, we're clean slate. All of that shit is like non-existent. And I'm so grateful for that. But that perspective 
not everyone agrees with every like there's a lot of people who still think like he should pay for his his mistakes and I remember being told that and being in this place and I was like absolutely not I will now being where I'm at I'm never going to look at life like that because that's a shitty outlook to have so it's not it wasn't like directly at me but I remember feeling like absolutely not. I don't want to have that perspective. I don't want to approach our relationship like that. Um, so yeah, like, I don't think anyone is meant to pay for their mistakes. I think forgiveness, no matter what is not about other people, it's for yourself. Mm. Ultimately. I really like that outlook. That's, um, it's quite refreshing. You know, we, we live in a, in a world that loves to see people repent. Yeah. And yeah, we do. It's like, oh, I'm hurting, so I'm going to make you hurt. And, right. You know, causing pain is a lot easier than feeling it. And that's projection. We just, we don't want to face our own stuff. And, and that's, that's why we have generational trauma, right? Exactly. And so that's why I think like one of my, even though we don't believe in purposes, but like, you know, one of the things that I feel like was, a big part of what I did at such a young age was really cutting the, like the generational like traumas. Like some of that was like really being the victim. Like I felt like that was passed on over and over and over again. And like experiencing this in my, in this lifetime. And that's why I feel like, I don't know, sometimes I'm kind of like, do we choose our parents? Like, I know a lot of people talk about that. They talk about like, Oh, you choose your parents. Um, and I've always gotten back and forth, but like, if I were to think like, wow, I choose this experience. I choose, I chose this experience as a soul. I chose this experience to have this dad who was not going to be in my life, mm-hmm. but I got to, because of it, I was able to completely break this pattern of being the victim. Mm. That is fucking incredible. Incredible. Mm. And that's what I think like in this lifetime, part of what I was here to do was break that mm. and really help people turn away from being that victim. Cause it's, it doesn't serve us being the victim of life yeah. and rather like taking your life, like into your own hands and being like the person who writes the story, who is the author of their life, who like has total ownership and responsibility of their own life. Like that, I feel like is always the message that I would want to leave people with. That's massive. That's yeah. that's really big. Yeah. Okay. Last, <laughs> last question. All right. Three words you tell your younger self. Oof. Ooh, I have a good wait. The first thing that came to my mind, let it go. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Let it go. Jeez. Are you, <laughs> are you a speaker by any chance? Like, did you do this for a living? No, not for a living. <laughs> I just do it here and there. <laughs> just here and there. Just here. Yeah, just, yeah. you know, just a little bit. Yeah. Just like garnish. I love it. And I think that's what we got to follow the, the breadcrumbs of the things that really like light us up to do. Because I'll never forget the moment that like I stepped on stage for the first time. Like I was a fucking nervous wreck. Like mm. I stood in one spot on the stage. I didn't move. Cause if I moved, I was going to fall over because my yeah. legs were shaking yeah. so bad, yeah. but something inside of me said, yes, 
And then I said yes to doing it again and again and again. And I was like, what the hell? (laughs) This was not supposed to be in my plan. This was like, I never would have thought that I would be in this position to have these conversations, even this conversation with you, like just all of it. It's, it wasn't part of like what I thought when I was younger, Mm -hmm. you know, like I was just petrified communication. When you were talking about communication and you kind of laughed, I was like, yeah, fuck. (laughs) Communication is scary. Yeah. Like I remember just, you know, when you're like in arguments and like, you're scared, like I used to be so petrified of like even voicing what I was like hurt or upset by and like, just allow, like releasing that. It's crazy. Well, yeah. well, I'm fine. <laughs> right. And I also want to be, so can you send me, can you send me the, uh, the link? I will. I will. Of course. What's it called? The key to happiness. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. it. Yeah. I'm going to write that. Yeah. And, uh, and it's interesting, right? Like I was a 24 year old talking about the key to happiness. People were probably like, who the hell are you? And what do you know? And it's like, well, if you really live life and you stop running from life, you can really change your life. Mm. And the thing is most, most people are just like children in adults bodies because they've just followed the path and believed everything they've been told and never thought outside of the box. And I think free thinking is one of the most innate qualities of a human being, Mm. right? Taking down the barriers, standing out of the box and just kind of sitting there in the like ever changing world and be like, well, this is kind of scary, but what's going on and being able to like stretch the parameters of life. Right. I think that's the most innate thing that a human being can have. And most people don't tap into that. Most people yeah. are like, oh, I, I'm, you know, I think it's going to be really controversial, but fuck it. I think the, um, the mask situation is a great mm. example, right? Um, government mandate, wear a mask. Okay. Um, why are we doing that? Oh, you know, it spreads, uh, stops this. and Okay, cool. Um, uh, do we need a vaccine? Yep, we need a vaccine. Okay, cool. Like, do we need one, two? Okay, we'll get two. Yep, cool. Now I'm double dose. Do I still need to wear a mask? Yep. So what? What's? What was the point? And I was like, people can vape through it. What's the point? They're like, oh well, um, everyone else is doing it. I was like, but are we asking questions? Are we like thinking for ourselves? Right? I'm like, yeah. Christ Almighty, guys! Like, I'm not saying like be a complete rebellion and just like throw your toys out the pram. I'm just saying. Just think about some things. Ask a couple of questions. You know? Yeah. Hey, guys. What's the purpose of this? Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, too, like, if I think, like, for me, this whole, all of this has been such a deep experience for me. And I feel like in all of this, in the last, like, year, I've, like, just built this, like, really deep trust within myself Mm. to be okay to ask those questions mm. to not just say okay because like as growing up it's like follow the rules mm. do as you're told but like innately like if i'm feeling like something is off mm. i can't i can't just go with it 
And I feel like that is what's coming down to, like, we're just going with it. And a lot of people are just, just going with life, Hmm. just going. And it's like, when do you stop? Especially if it, like you feel something, it feels off. When do you stop to question it? When do you stop to take a stand for yourself? Hmm. You know, and I don't think that we can get to that place of taking a stand for ourselves if we don't listen to ourselves. And that's also the other problem with like the, the society that we built in. It's like to go, go, go. Don't slow down. You got to go, go, go. You got to be busy. You got to go. And it's like, no wonder we don't freaking know ourselves. No wonder we're unhappy. We don't even know what we want. Hmm. We don't like, I think for me, the last like six months has been literally like, how much time can I, how much more time can I spend with just myself? Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's what like my mornings are like, you won't catch me on meetings probably before 10 AM. Like hell no. Mm. Cause I'm enjoying my morning and I'm spending that with myself. That's my time, mm-hmm. you know? And I think we need to be more stern in that mm. and say, yeah, I am doing that for myself because we're worth it and we deserve it. I agree. I really agree. And I think it's such a mental state too. So you can dictate how you're going to attack the day rather than, you know, scrolling through your phone or speaking to someone else. Yeah, it's hard. It is. It's hard because social media is like, oh, but that person's already on quote unquote. Yeah. Like they're, I got to, I got to start my day by a certain time. Like who's controlling your day aside from like, okay, if you work a job during the day, different, like, you know, thankfully for me, like my, you know, mine's in the evening, but like, who's controlling my day? Me, not you who's on social media already. Like, what the hell? Mm. And that's like where we need to like really just pay attention to what we're consuming. Like really cut that shit down, you know? Like, who are you? And we were talking about it too. Like the people, like you have to close chapters on people. Yeah, maybe you have to hit unfollow to a lot of freaking people <laughs> that you're following. I'm finding myself doing that on a regular basis now. Right. It's like, no, nah, I don't, I don't feel it anymore. Nah, nah, nah. That's me now. <laughs> Cause I'm just like, I'm just, I don't care. I'm and if you want to feel some type of way about it, that's not my problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't, I don't want to surround myself or see that shit, you know, same, same reason why I'm not going to eat a, a large pepperoni pizza every night. I don't, I don't want to feel <laughs> like shit. You know, I'm not going to do that. Exactly. I want to do that. Right. <laughs> I want to do that. Yeah. So bad. It's easy. boy inside of me is like, Alex, come on, man. <laughs> you know, that piece looks good, but I'm like, nah, I don't want to feel like shit. So, you know, I'm yeah. not going to have it around me. I'm not going to buy it. Right. I'm not going to put it in my fridge. But um, yeah. people, people will still keep those people on their social media feed because, oh no, they're going to get pissy at me if I unfuck my, oh my God, what are we doing? Living life on the surface in this metaverse that now Zuckerberg yeah. has come out with? All right. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go live in a yeah. cave all right fuck this yeah and it's instead of living life for other people living life for ourselves hmm. like that's when we talk about purpose and it's to live yeah it's it's living life for yourself not hmm. for other people because everybody else is going to be living life for themselves but then you're going to be that one person who's living for everybody else you're going to be miserable yep miserable that's absolutely massive mate i've I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
no <laughs> seriously i uh, i really appreciate it and, and sharing an open and honest conversation is always is it always blows my mind that people would would be open to have a conversation with me you know what i mean like i am very self-aware of my limitations and also where i come from and i'm like why the fuck are these people wanting to (laughs) share a coffee and a conversation with me you know what i mean like two years ago i was living on a gym floor like yeah legit in fact it was yeah two years ago pretty much the day i was living on a gym floor and that was the second time I've lived in my car. I've, I, I, I don't get it. I, you know what I mean. And um, yeah, forever gonna be grateful. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to acknowledge yourself though, because there is a reason, and it's something you've done. It's something that you are have done or are doing mm. that is bringing this into your field. I feel like I'm, I'm the same. Like. I just love having these conversations with people. And that's why I say yes. Cause I'm like, hell yeah. Mm. Like, this is what I love doing. It's just, we just have a conversation, see where it goes, mm. but there's something that you're doing to attract the right people to have these like really rich conversations. Like that's not something I'm doing. That's something you did. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. But at the same time, like it goes back to, you know, I've worked on myself, you've worked on yourself so we can have these conversations. Mm. If it was one of us that I've done that work, it wouldn't work. If it was none of us, it definitely wouldn't work. Um, <laughs> you know? But you also wouldn't ask if it wasn't both of us. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, true, true. Yeah. I think you get, like, you also are following almost like, it's almost like you're kind of following those breadcrumbs too of like mm. seeing, you know, when, and really it was on Instagram, you'd like saw something and yeah, you, yeah. and you've reached out and I was like, cool. Like, let's do it. Right. And it's like, even for you to say, Ooh, I feel really like, I really want to have this conversation with this person. And just that, that action, that choice to say, I'm going to send them an email and mm-hmm. see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Whereas imagine going down the route of like, ah, oh, no, well, who am I? Like, bleh. no, just do it. Mm-hmm. Just do it and see what happens. You know? So I, I loved that. I feel like, honestly, when you did that, I was like, I want to do that more because I'm a chicken shit sometimes. Ah, oh, thank you. Like you're knocking <laughs> on doors, right? Like, yeah, you've inspired me to do that. I'm like, damn, I want to do that now. Ah, <laughs> oh. I love it. Bobby, you're making me blush. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for I having me. Appreciate it. Um, send me a link for for the book. All right, do. that's going to be on express delivery. Um, <laughs> and if you're ever, you know, floating around not doing much in New Zealand or around here, hit me up. We'll go grab a coffee. Um, And you're more than welcome in this bottom right-hand corner of the world whenever you get down here. I love it. Total side, but like I've always wanted to go to New Zealand. I've always been attracted to New Zealand. It's cool. Oh, my God. It's cool. I love it. I'll uh, I'll sort you out. The plane ride's Um, not cool, but it's cool. (laughs) Like that's uh, it's a long way. Yeah, it's a long way. Literally on the other side of the world, and I'm not recovered. (laughs) You know, (laughs) you still remember the trip. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah. I'm getting on a boat to go back home. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not flying. Nah. So true. I love that. Um, Yeah, hundred percent. Like, send me a message, and um, I'll see what I can do of uh, sorting some things out. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thanks for this incredible conversation.
No, thank you. Have a great day. Right. You too. Bye. Bye.